This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome back, Happy Hour listeners. And before we begin today, we've got some really exciting news. Not just because I have my girl Catherine Lowe back on with me, but we are officially at the two-week mark that will soon be the premiere for Katie's season. And I can't believe we're already here. I can't believe it's starting so soon. I mean, Catherine, I feel like we just wrapped Matt's season. And so... (laughs) (laughs) buckle up because we're going to be on another wild adventure very soon um Catherine welcome back how have you been these past couple weeks or uh, these past couple days when's the last time we spoke last week (laughs) it's been it's been good crazy I had Isaiah's third birthday party Mm -hmm. he wanted a hippo party so it's been a lot but it's been exciting and I'm excited to continue to do this podcast with you Mm -hmm. and talk to Sarah today where did Isaiah's love for hippos come from I don't know he's always been into hippos I have no idea but when I think it was like a couple months ago he was talking about we were like okay well what kind of party do you want and he said he he doesn't he's trying to work on words but he said hippo potty and (laughs) um and I think I've talked about it so often. I talk about it every night. Dream about your hippo party. Dream about your hippo party. Now, like when it came time, he was like so over hippos. But he's back on now because I stopped talking about it and carries on these little hippo figurines in this bucket and just walks around with the hippos. I don't know. But it, it's it's very him. Like it's look like hippo. He kind of looks like a little hippo. <laughs> Oh, I think it's perfect. He chose a really good animal. And they're did, fierce. Please tell me, like, did Sean or anyone show up in a hippo costume? No, thank goodness. I was on theme. <laughs> Actually, it was really funny. I was wearing this dress to the party, and my sister-in-law came up to me. And she was like, don't take this the wrong way. I thought you were very on theme. You kind of look like a hippo, but not like you look like a hippo, but the colors you have are kind of hippo-like. And I was like, that's, thank you. I love being on theme. I actually thought about the colors, <laughs> what I was wearing, but she was like, I didn't want to like scream at you from the other part, uh, end of the party saying you look like a hippo. <laughs> Wait, but isn't a hippo just gray? 
Well, I, I had like gray and then like purple and blue in it. Oh. And, and it had like the puffy sleeves and it mm-hmm. was like a big kind of dress. So I totally see that she thought that I was I like, love yeah. that. And not in a mean way, but it was funny. Did you ever play Hungry Hungry Hippo when you were younger? Okay, we have that at our lake house and the kids keep like either putting the ball, like the little tiny red balls in their mm-hmm. mouths or we keep losing them. So we're <laughs> over hungry, hungry hippos until they get a little bit got older. Got it. Got it. At what age do you, do you have kids pick their themes for their birthday? Cause he's three. So is this the first year? This is his first year. And then okay. Samuel was, his was last year was safari or not safari. Sorry. He wanted a swamp theme. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to, Figure out how to sw- what's a swamp? How much how did you, do a you swamp? Yeah, what did you do for a swamp thing? Like put I got, like, like cattails and turtles all yes, around. <laughs> yes, I got cattails and I got that like netting, that like vinyl netting, but like it's camo. Mm-hmm. And I tried to make it look all like swampy in our front yard. And it was the it was a drive through birthday party. And it was, oh yeah, it's July second, so it's like really humid here. So it kind of felt like a swamp. perfect for the swamp theme. I'm just like picturing you and Sean like grabbing like mud and just like covering your faces <laughs> like. Painting your face. We didn't go that hard. <laughs> I. It's so funny. I feel like I'm. I'm obviously not a mom, but I'm an aunt, and I feel like once my niece Emmy starts to get a little bit older and can actually, you know, like really enjoy and celebrate the birthdays, I'm so ready to be the crazy aunt that goes all out. I I'm can't excited wait. for you to wear these costumes that you think should be part of a birthday party. Oh, just you wait, it. Catherine. Just you wait. My mom's also the type of person who she'll keep old outfits, old Halloween costumes, dance outfits, everything for, for any time. For for any time. So I love that. if I can still squeeze into some of it, I'm gonna try. If Amy can fit into some of it, she sure will. Um <laughs> but there it's just it's it's so fun having young kids around because it makes you relive your own childhood memories. Like, you know, for a while when you're growing up, it kind of loses its sparkle yeah. and the magic. So it's fun to see the world and fun celebrations like that through children's eyes. So yeah. Yeah. Kids are, kids are nuts. Well, I'm glad he picked a hippo theme. This, this really made my morning. I can't <laughs> wait to see more photos. Um, and I can't wait to see what they have to pick in the years to come for their birthdays. All right, guys. Well, we could go on and on talking about birthdays. I'm actually going to a uh, child's birthday this weekend. I think it, I want to say it's mini mouse theme. So it might be a little bit oh, more tame. Cute. Classic. Um, classic, but you know, it's a good, she's only two. So it's, I think like a good, and entrance into the birthday celebration world. Um, but you guys, we could keep talking about this. We can't leave our incredible guest waiting. She's another one who was from Sean's season. Um, and she was also on two seasons of Bachelor in Paradise. So she's been in this world for a while, but she also has been just living her best life and has done so many incredible things outside of the franchise. She is the founder of She Lift and she just got engaged. So we cannot wait to celebrate with her and congratulate her in person. So very soon we'll, we will be having Sarah Heron on with us. But in the meantime, speaking of engagements, Catherine, I don't know if you stalk a lot of people from Bachelor Nation on (laughs) social media, but I feel like in the past week or two, there has been so So many. many. It's what is in the water. I don't know, but I'm glad. I'm glad. Everyone's so it's it's a great cloud to be on. Everybody's mm-hmm. on the same cloud. We're all encouraging each other and supporting mm-hmm. each other in this really exciting chapter. So mm-hmm. Sarah's up. <laughs> Sarah's up. Sarah's up. Um, yeah, so many engagements. And it's been fun to see because uh, you know, like whether they found love on the show, outside of the show, with other people on different seasons, it's just love is love. And it's so good to be able to spread that, especially in such a weird, dark year that people have had. Um, and so congratulations to everyone. I know Caitlin Bristow recently got engaged. The twins got engaged. Uh, Sydney Hightower got yeah. engaged. And now Sarah. So I think we should just bring her on and talk to her about all things that she is doing in her relationship, in this new engagement. And she has a lot of incredible, fun, new journeys, chapters, if you will, coming up. So without further ado, we are going to be bringing on Sarah Heron right now. Okay, Sarah, welcome <laughs> to Bachelor Happy Hour. This is obviously your first time with us. And I want to first say that obviously people are listening. They can't always view this video footage, but you look lovely. You are glowing, young <laughs> and in love. And before we even begin, I want to check in with you because you have such exciting news to share with the world. 
Thank you. I know it's so exciting to be here and meet you, Becca and Catherine. It's been like <laughs> forever. I know. It, I, I know. It's probably been like five years um, or six, maybe. I don't know. But yes, thank you. I'm either glowing because I'm running around sweating or because I just got engaged. <laughs> we'll say the latter. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's see the ring. Oh, oh, she's a beauty. She's oh, that's big. really pretty. Is that Thank a you. lot of diamonds? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot All of lined diamonds. Up. Oh my gosh, he did well. Oh, that's oh. really pretty. What is that no, called? Baguette? I designed this for sure. You <laughs> did? So beautiful. You do. Oh, yeah, because I knew exactly what I wanted. And so um, I told, I mean, I told him and I sent him reference images. <laughs> like, because Dylan, I mean, he... He was clueless, you know. He, so he straight up was like, "Make a Pinterest board for me someday, like Aww. for when we're ready." Mm -hmm. I don't know what you want, and so I was like, "I will make it very simple for you." And um, we have an amazing family friend who's a jewelry designer, and so the two of them work together, and it is great because she like knows what I like. She designed my stepmom's ring, and mm. um, yeah, so it was. They did it. They did all the hard work, but. Uh, they definitely knew exactly what I wanted. I love that's awesome. that. That's, a, that's the way to do it, really. So yeah. we know that you two met on Sean's season, which was what season 17? Eight is years that, ago? Eight, years eight and, ago? and a half years ago? Yeah. Something like that. I think it's like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I lost count, but I think this fall is like nine years. Isn't yeah, it? I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Time Does that make you feel old? It makes me world. feel old. No, it makes me feel ancient because... <laughs> I'm like, that's almost a decade. And, you know, I, yeah, I'm just like, I'm surprised people even still know who I am. But, well, you keep reinventing yourself, which is awesome. <laughs> and for maybe some of our, our newer listeners and our newer viewers to the show, give us a little bit uh, of your background. Obviously, you know, we saw you on Sean's season, you've done Paradise, but give us more a background. Let, it, let our listeners get to know Sarah more, and then we'll uh, sure. get into the juicy good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So gosh, back nine years ago, I was working in advertising in Los Angeles. Um, and I had this dream of going on the bachelor. I had watched it. I, you know, I think most recently had watched Emily Maynard's season. And, um, and so I, I actually had a friend who got called in for casting and she went there and she was like, you know, I, I don't think I'm a good fit for this, but I have a friend who really is. And so she nominated me. They called me in and, you know, I was like, yeah, I, I believed in the fairy tale and I wanted it really, really bad. And, um, I mean, case in point, like Sean and Catherine, hello, they, <laughs> they embody the fairy tale come true. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, so they brought me in and I was really nervous. Um, I was struggling with like a lot of insecurities. I was born without my left arm. And so stepping onto this like public stage, um, you know, I was just really grappling with like who I am, what my story is, like, can I be confident enough to do this? And um, so it just, it really was an incredible experience that allowed me to like believe in myself. And um, when the show was over, all said and done, I went back to work um, and then shortly after Bachelor in Paradise was a brand new show. Uh, they invited me to come be on it as like this trial. They had no idea what it was going to be. I showed up, um, had a great time. I don't think people, many people watched season one initially, um, but I think people have like gone back and watched it later on Hulu or whatever it's on. And then um, didn't find love got invited back again for bachelor in paradise three had a wonderful time also still didn't find love <laughs> and came home and then I just started doing my thing I decided to um, start a nonprofit called she lift that helps other young women with physical disabilities discover confidence through the outdoors obviously I'm from Colorado I love recreation I love adventure and it was while I was running the nonprofit, I met Dylan. So to close the circle, I met Dylan. Um, he's a photographer, filmmaker, and I hired him to come work for SheLift and pretty much immediately was like, oh, I got a crush on that guy. <laughs> and the rest is history, I guess, four years later, finally uh, 
locked it down and put a <laughs> ring on it. Yeah. So, so obviously you've been together four years now. He just proposed. You said you weren't expecting it. Um, how did he lay everything out? How did I, I, I looked at your Instagram and saw all of the cute photos, but give us a rundown of what that day, that special moment was like. Yeah. Um, like I said, it, I mean, it was a surprise in the sense that I didn't know it was happening like what time frame, but we've mm-hmm. been talking about getting married and getting engaged for um, quite a while now because we're on this fertility journey. We're pursuing IVF. We want to be parents together. And he knows that getting engaged is, is something I want. And I, and so even though we're a little out of order, we had talked about the process. And so I knew it was coming. Obviously he had asked for ring inspiration. I just didn't know when. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a typical Saturday. We were going to go rafting with one of my friends, a couple of our friends. And immediately Dylan, I think was just like, I just got to rip the bandaid off and do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so it was, it was our perfect. It was what we love doing. It was in our hometown and it was with my best friend. And it was just kind of like not, overhyped and I think that's what made it so perfect is mm-hmm. the pressure off mm-hmm. that's so cool it's so sweet I love that yeah do you think I always wondered this because for the I, I would assume most people who get engaged they know it's coming and they've had conversations it's not completely out of the blue it's not like in this weird sped up time frame like the show you know after <laughs> two months um but it's still so funny when I hear stories about men being so nervous in that moment it's like I'm sure whoever yeah. they're with is gonna say yes but it's cute that you're like he just had to rip the bandit off yeah and, they said they say it. it like burns a hole in your pocket or something yeah <laughs> just like yeah. sitting there like I, I gotta do it well he's probably scared if you were about to go rafting he's like well shit what if it pops <laughs> out of the pocket or something I mean that's what I was like aren't you worried about like this is not exactly the safest place to be doing this and he's like it's insured <laughs> <laughs> Okay. He'd <laughs> still be shaking in his boots if that oh, went guys. down, down in the river. Oh my gosh. So Did you like, wear it on? Was it after the raft or was it before? It was at the very beginning of the day. So I was truly like clinging on to it. And every time we went over a rapid, my like two best friends were like holding on to me. <laughs> <laughs> it felt over exaggerated, but they were like, we're not letting that ring go in the water. <laughs> <laughs> No, you just got it. You got to hang on to that baby. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I does take getting used to like every time I, you know, you're just not used to like having something so precious on your hand that every time I like whack it on the <laughs> refrigerator or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I remember first meeting you. I actually remember the first night with you on the show. I remember what you wore and I remember going to, I know that sounds so weird, but we went <laughs> A couple of us girls went to the bathroom together mm-hmm. and um, I just remember having such great conversations with you where you were vulnerable, but you were also showing a very cool, empowered sense about what you, I mean, you did everything. You repelled off buildings and you, I mean, it was just a really cool um, thing to witness what you were able to do and that you can now empower so many other women through SheLift. I think that is so cool. Like, how did you get started with a nonprofit? Thank you. Um, it took a long time because like I said, that first season, even though like you might've gotten that impression, I, I, like, I was still struggling with my identity and my confidence. And I think there was probably a lot of like fake it till you make it. And, um, you know, I wanted to appear strong and confident, um, even though deep inside, I probably wasn't really. And when I came home from the show, I started getting messages from people literally all across the world who mostly like young women who were like, I was also born without my arm. And I've never seen someone that looks like me on TV. And at the time I was kind of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Like I had never been put in that position to be like a mentor And I was just still struggling myself. So I didn't know what to do with it. And the messages just kept coming in. And then after two rounds of Bachelor in Paradise, I was like, okay, this is, this is like a, this is something I need to do, do something with this. Like there's so many people out there and 
I love being in the outdoors. I'm growing my confidence in skiing and hiking and doing all these things. And even though I might not know how to be a mentor, I know how to take girls on adventures. And so I was like, I could, I should just start taking these young women who are struggling with self-esteem and confidence the same way I was on adventures. And then through community and being together and pushing their comfort zones, you know, they'll form community. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it started. I was only ever going to do like one retreat, just kind of a feel good thing. And as soon as I launched the nonprofit, I mean, it just took off and gave me the opportunity to quit my corporate job and chase it full time. That is so cool. That is I, so cool. That is such an incredible story and journey. And I, I mean, commend you for realizing, like, I think the show at times gives people this, like, false sense of confidence. It's like, you know, it's cool because, like, you're doing something that most of the world and people never get to do. So it's, it's, it's like this weird sense of like confidence, empowerment, like, yeah, I'm on a TV show, but it's so fleeting, you know, it's like season come season go. And so I think for you to take what you heard from all of your followers and from the viewers that, you know, don't have this opportunity or don't always look like everybody else or have the same opportunity or means and to build up their confidence is incredible. How many, so you, you said you started Sheila four years ago, correct? Yes. 2016, oh, five years ago. Five years. Okay. So since then, how many retreats, how, how much has it grown? How many followers, like how many girls have you inspired or, or boys as well? I don't know if like it's all encompassing. Really like I'm assuming dads. it was. Yeah. I'm brothers, but yeah. the, the programming is strictly for um, young girls. Okay. Young women. Um, and, and moms, sometimes we've done some mother daughter trips. So we've done five retreats, um, in five years, it's about one, one a year, but with COVID, like everything came to a halt, um, being an organization that's like rooted in being in person together and forming Mm -hmm. those connections. Um, we've really just been on hiatus for about a year. So um, hopefully looking forward to getting some programming back together, maybe late this summer or next summer for sure. Um, But, you know, we have like a huge online following. Um, We have a private Facebook group, which is really special. That's where a lot of the women connect and can ask questions. Like Mm -hmm. even if they've never met, you know, they're asking questions about dating and what photos they should put on their online dating profile. Do you show your arm? Do not show your arm? Um, things like that, that young women are curious about. Mm-hmm. And so it's really cool just to see, like, I really, it's, it's all of them. Like I consider myself a facilitator and I bring them together, but they are leaning on one another for mentorship and support. Mm-hmm. So cool. What kind of adventures have you done? Like, what were the, what were the, ex- the excursions or the retreats? And then what are you looking forward to doing next? Yes. Um, Okay. So we've done skiing. Obviously that was like the inaugural retreat because skiing is, was a very like pivotal sport in developing my confidence in the outdoors. And then we've gone rappelling, we've done paddleboarding, um, hiking. One year we, we were staying at a facility where we kind of did a ton of activities, everything from like archery to rock climbing to ropes course that sort of stuff but pie in the sky my dream is I would love to do a multi-day trip on the Grand Canyon rafting trip so that would be a little different you know we'd like hire a guide service and Mm -hmm. a little more like glamping they kind of take care of everything (laughs) for you and you you're just along for the adventure and Mm -hmm. and like being together on average how many girls are on each retreat um, so we've experimented with a variety and we've, the smallest group was four and the biggest was 20. And we found that the sweet spot really is in like the six to 10 person range. And that's because in the smaller groups, it's just so much easier for the girls to get to a vulnerable place faster. Um, and, and that's where like the true magic happens, right? So if it's four girls sitting around a campfire, six girls, um, you really are challenged to step out of that comfort zone and share. And when there's 20 women, it's easier to kind of like sit to the back and let other people share. So 
it's just easier to form like meaningful relationships when the group is a little smaller. Mm -hmm. And you're going on a two-person adventure now. Today? Today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Starting out by myself, but it'll be, yes, probably the biggest adventure of my life coming up. Um, I think this is what you're talking about, right? Yeah, your road trip, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm not like going to show you like, oh, you're coming to Dallas. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'm, I'm leaving today in a few minutes. I'm going to go on a solo road trip, making my way out to Northern California slowly um, with my dog. So we'll make it out to Tahoe. We're going to spend a few days. I got a cute little cabin right on the lake. I'm going to paddleboard, do some journaling, all the self, you know, reflective work. And then a few days later, I'm meeting Dylan in California and we're going to begin our IVF journey. Yeah. Oh, really? So I I know, that is so cool. That got even yeah. better. Yeah. This, <laughs> wait, I, that's, the, that's the adventure that you were talking about. Oh well, my no, gosh. I mean, you're going a road trip, but I didn't yeah. know the end, the end was that. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is so exciting. We, we just had Leslie Murphy on who obviously you, you, you know her from Sean season as well. Um, and she was talking about her travel solo adventuring. And then the week after we had Astrid on who was just opening up about her IVF and fertility journey with Kevin. Um, and she, you know, is also engaged from paradise. And so this is, I feel like we've come full circle because we've had so many of these great, incredible, strong, badass women sharing um, really personal journeys with us. So I feel just grateful that you guys are all here and able to open up with us. Um, and I have a question. And where in Northern California will you be? Because I just did my whole egg freezing journey up up there too so i oh, wonder yeah, if it's, you're working with dr amy right is that who you're with yeah. are you with Do- oh my gosh okay oh my when gosh, you said northern california um okay she is incredible i'm sure you've had many facetimes many conversations with her right. you are in the best hands like she is such a rock star at what she does but she has this way of just making you feel like you're the only one that she's working with and like she genuinely wants just the best for you and your partner um obviously I didn't have a partner when I went through it but oh I'm so happy for you that makes me feel good you're you're in the best hands yes I know I totally forgot before getting on this call that you worked with her um I'm very excited just like you said she responds to every email like within Mm -hmm. minutes um I truly do feel like She's on my team. She's got my best interest at heart um, because I did consult with a few different IVF or fertility specialists Mm -hmm. and didn't really get that same feeling from all the other doctors. I kind of just felt like I was just another patient, like just move them on through. Right. Um, So with Dr. Amy, I'm so excited and nervous and don't know what to expect. So how did your egg retrieval go? I mean, it was, it was, as smooth as can be, I think. Um, I it was interesting because I and I don't want to make this all about me because this podcast is about you. But oh, um, I have I, so many questions. <laughs> well, I, honestly, call me. I'll give you my number after this, and, and we can chat. Um, where are you at in the process? Because um, and I've shared with our listeners before. It 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 takes a little bit. You know, you have to give yourself the injections for several weeks. You have to, you know, monitor your body and do your blood work and get all the tests every couple of days. So where are you at? You've started the injections, I'm assuming? I have not. So You've I'll not? Start, okay. I start Wednesday, this coming okay. Wednesday. Um, and then because we live in Colorado, um, we decided just to go be at her office in San mm-hmm. Ramon for the whole time, um, mm-hmm. which obviously is kind of interrupts life a little bit but we just wanted to like be there so that we're in person with Dr. Amy um Mm -hmm. getting her care rather than trying to like translate communication between my OB and her so we'll Mm -hmm. be there for the full time I haven't started the medications I'm a little nervous um simply because I was doing some hormone treatment before uh and just like you know I also struggle with some mental health that I'm on medications for. And so there's just a little bit of like hesitation. I'm like, is it going to be really intense for me emotionally, mentally, um, physically, obviously, but I think I'm, I'm just like, what's this going to do to my brain? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm a little nervous about, you know, all that, but I feel like I have a really great support system. Um, 
I'm very fortunate to have support around me. You know, um, I have an amazing partner and I go to therapy and so I feel prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just gonna, yeah, I don't know. I'm very nervous and excited. Yeah. When you're dealing with infertility, you know, it, it really is such a roller coaster and it's like every time you, you start to go up and then you like kind of inevitably crash, um, and you just kind of get used to that cycle, unfortunately. So I'm very hopeful. I'm really optimistic. And I'm also trying to stay realistic because mm-hmm. I know it's a journey. And, you know, obviously I hope for the best on the first try. But mm-hmm. like I said, I feel in very good hands with Dr. Amy that if we have to go several rounds, she'll get us there. Um and, you know, we'll get our baby eventually. So yeah. it sounds so ready. I love that. I yeah. love that you have everything in place. You're trying to put in your mental health, um, uh, not boundaries, but you're trying to figure out every facet that is going to affect you. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome that you guys are going to get to stay there. And it's not interrupting. I feel like that's just uh, going to be a really cool chapter for mm-hmm. you and Dylan to be there being super intentional and putting positive energy into that process. So mm-hmm. right, I'm, I'm very hopeful for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you're in the right headspace. As Catherine said, it's like, it seems like you have your ducks in a row and just take it day by day. I mean, th- any sort of medication, especially when it comes to like hormones, you know, we as women kind of know the ups and the downs and, and um, just take it day by day. And, and luckily you'll be there so she can adjust. And it sounds like you have a great support system. I'm telling you, you're going to love that area though. Like really? I'll, I'll send you some good recommendations. I'll send you some good areas to hike, some good dog parks. It'll just, it, it'll be your little home away from home. And, yeah, and thank you. Please send yeah. us all that. Cause it'll be like I will. weeks. And I'm like, I've never been there. I have no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so send all the recommendations. Well, it sounds like everything in general, just the way you live your life is so adventurous which I find incredible. I wish I could match that a little bit more. I always, I'm always like, oh, I wish I could be more gung-ho at times and just go with the flow and say yes <laughs> to whatever. Um, but do you have any advice for our listeners who might potentially be intimidated on any sort of adventure, whether it's, you know, a journey with their fertility, whether it's like actual adventure out in the outdoors? What's some advice that you could give to our listeners? I'm learn. I'm like learning hardcore right now um, because I do think in the beginning when I was getting into some of the more extreme outdoor things, there was a lot of like the talk in the back of my head that was like, you have to be strong. You have to do this. Push, push, push. And lately I'm like, no, I don't have to do anything. What's most important when you're starting any type of adventure, whether you're repelling off a 90 foot building or going into an IVF journey is to make sure you have a safe environment. And that means like, are you surrounded by people you trust and love and feel safe with emotionally and physically? Um, If your body feels unsafe, if your mind feels unsafe, then I would say like, take a step back, collect yourself. And, And it might not always be the right time or the right place to do it, but you can come back. Um, and so that might sound a little like esoteric but really and truly I I recently went repelling which I've done a hundred times and for some reason on that day I didn't feel safe and emotionally like I was like I have a lot of anxiety lately uh I know I've done this a million times I know how to be safe I've taken safety training and I still was just like I gotta walk home I gotta walk out like I just don't feel safe and that was probably the bravest thing I've actually ever done And I was really worried that like Dylan and the group would think I was a wuss. And Dylan was like, I'm so proud of you because advocating for yourself when you go into an adventure is the safest thing you can do. So um, I would, I would just say like, make sure you feel emotionally and physically safe at all times in terms of like actually adventuring. I would say like, do your research, know your surroundings. even like if you're going hiking, honestly, I think a lot of women underestimate bears and mountain lions. And I'm not saying they're a huge threat, but if you're in an area, make sure you carry bear spray. Like there's mm-hmm. just common sense. So I think no matter what you're getting into, you should do your research. You should embark on everything in the safest way possible. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, wisdom. This right now. Adve- yeah. Adventure wisdom. I loved that. Like, mm. Everything's dangerous. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounded good and encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think- I, don't, I hope it's, I, yeah, I hope it's not scary. I just, um, I have like, lately I have been dealing with a lot of anxiety, which has been making, giving me pause for like really just evaluating my surroundings before I go into it rather than just like leaping off the ledge because I want mm-hmm. to be strong. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm coming. That's from. all worth hearing. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I think those are great recommendations for people to consider when they're doing that. I mean, realist, they're, they're real, yes. they're real things that you should be thinking <laughs> about. And I didn't think about bears, mountain lions, or that you should be mentally prepared. So you I mean, need to tell me about where you are. I, you know, here it's a real issue for us. Uh, another recommendation just quickly, I would say is join like a Facebook group for women. Um, there's a great one called women who hike and then they have different chapters for like every state pretty much. And there's thousands of women in these groups. And so you can find someone, you can ask for recommendations, um, find someone to go on a hike with whatever these groups are great. And then also similar to she lift, I run an organization called tents without gents and we host retreats for women looking to build confidence in the back country. So we go backpacking, stand up paddleboarding. Um, and it's also just a great way to like meet new women, try a new experience. That's a little bit more challenging, uh, than, you know, your average hike. That's who, so cool. who came up with that name? Because I'm obsessed. <laughs> I know. Um, honestly, someone on Instagram, because we started it and I was like, we're hosting this women's backpacking trip. Like, what should we call it? And someone was like, tents without Jen. <laughs> and you're like, that's genius. But you were, you were, didn't you work for 72 and Sunny? Isn't that right? Yeah. Okay. I remember that because every time it's 72 and Sunny, I'm like, I think Sarah worked for that agency because I was in advertising. You were an account exec, right? So, as an art director. Oh, an art director. So I wouldn't put it past you to come up with yeah. tens without gems. Uh, yeah. One of our one of our producers says that she wants to go, and I'm like, hell yeah, sign me up. Yeah, the next I want to do it. <laughs> you guys go. honestly should. There's this great one here in Colorado, Catherine. You can hike from Aspen to Crested Butte. Have you guys <gasps> done that hike? No, but we were looking at property in Crested Butte. I love Crested Butte. Are you serious? I know yeah. you guys are always there. So, so I live close to Aspen, which. As the crow flies, I don't know if you guys know that term, but it's like Mm -hmm. in the air, we're only 11 miles apart, which is blows my mind because to drive is about a three hour drive because you have to go around the pass. Totally. So 11 miles? That's crazy. Uh huh. So there, I mean, if people are listening to this and um, (laughs) don't hold me to it, but the hiking trail is 11 miles. So you can leave from Aspen in the morning and get to Crested Butte a few hours later. Oh, wow. Um, So you could do it in one day. That is so cool. That's pretty intense. Otherwise you, so you can hike over, stay the night in Crested Butte, hike back or vice versa, or there are shuttle services. So you can hike one way and then hire a shuttle service to drive you back to the town you started from. So we do a backpacking trip. It's three nights. Um, so we, we extend it a little bit and we hike like six miles the first day, camp in the woods, hike another three or four miles and then finish the day, finish the trip. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's I want to do that. Yeah. yeah. We're, all, we're all in. Sign yeah, us up. And, and it's great because it's like, it's like you're backpacking and you're in the rugged wilderness, but then you finish. End up in Aspen. <laughs> And you get to get dressed up. Oh, God. Yeah, that's cool. That you sounds incredible. Pack some good stuff in your backpack. <laughs> some you're like carrying things. high heels in your backpack. <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking as you as you say, like, oh, but then you can dress up at night. I'm like, what are we packing in these bags yeah, if right we now? Yeah, and in Butte, the, the, um, the, the standards aren't as high. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, what we end in Crested Butte. Yeah. You just, then you can just take a sundress and some sandals. Exactly. Get, exactly. You know, make the beautiful uh sarah where is one of your favorite places that you've ever traveled to oh i mean i think without a doubt i would say the dolomites in northern italy is Mm. just the most magical region um it's so it's it's not if you're not familiar with italy it's not exactly what you would expect um because it's very mountainy and just so beautiful so we've done some like biking and hiking up there 
Um, and it looks like a Disney fairy tale book. It's just the most incredible place and best food. Dolomites. Okay. Oof, yeah, put that on my list. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting so many good inspo spots from everyone that we have on here. So I, I, I just need to make like a little notebook and list them all yeah. out. Um, one thing that I loved about one of your most more recent Instagram posts is you basically said, and you know, don't quote me, but the context was you said, life doesn't always go in a particular order. You know, I'm sure you had one expectation for going in, you know, maybe potentially doing the show or whatever it might be. Um, and so we've obviously seen some of your past relationships play out on the screen, but it's also incredible to see you now so happy in such a solid loving relationship. Obviously, you know, wedding planning, I'm sure is going to be happening very soon if it hasn't already. Uh, so can you give our listeners any advice who might feel like, they're on any sort of time frame in their life. Um, yeah, I, I, what I meant by that is, you know, my girlfriends and I kind of have this joke, my, my core best group of friends from middle school, it's like, none of us are married. And we're like, are we the late bloomers? Like what's wrong with us? And the answer is nothing, you know, like everyone goes at their own pace and it's, it definitely took me, a long time. I, I think I had to put in a lot of self-work in order to get to the relationship that I have. Um, and so I had to carve out time to do that. And if that meant a couple extra years before, you know, getting engaged, then that's what that meant. But also like Dylan and I, we know we're best friends. We know we want to do this life together. And so we started talking about having kids before we even started talking about marriage. Um, and I know everyone has a different opinion about marriage, but to us, we were like, we already, we know we're going to be together and marriage is sort of just like the formality. Um, and so, you know, I think it's okay there. I get a lot of questions on Instagram from people who are like, why baby before marriage? And it's just surprising to me that there's you know, still so much um, belief that it has to be in order. Um, because I think, you know, we live in new times, and you don't have to be as traditional as we used to be. Of course, if that's your value, then 100%, that's fine. But also, if it's not, that's okay. So I think that's all I meant is like, there is no time frame. We have people like Dr. Amy now who can mm -hmm. freeze our eggs. And <laughs> You know, you can do life at your own pace. So and Naomi Campbell mm -hmm. just had a baby, her first baby at 50. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Naomi Campbell. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know she even has a partner too. So <laughs> do what you do. Seriously, I love that you say that because I think um even from being in this bachelor world, like, you know, you go on the show and the end goal is to find a partner, get engaged, do all the things. And um, and that's incredible, you know, if if that's your life path. And I think um, especially with social media being so prevalent, you always hear people's comments and opinions of like, oh, well, you should be doing this first or you didn't do this, but you have to go back and do that before you can do X, Y, Z. And it's like you're just inundated with people's opinions so often that I think it's easy for people to to say things and see things a certain way. So I love that you say, you know. If that's not your path, if if marriage first isn't your life path, if maybe kids are or something else is, like, that's okay. Everyone lives their own life, their own truth, their own way. And I think we all just need to embrace that and accept it more and talk about it more, which is thank you for coming on and sharing that with us because I think it's really important for everyone, but especially our, our young female listeners to hear, to know, you know, just because one of your friends got engaged or got married and is, you know, has a family and has this picture that you see doesn't necessarily make it right for you in that moment in time. And so to just embrace your own path and your own journey, I think that's great. 100%. And, and also like, I would just say, like, it would be, it would have been great if I, you know, maybe was able to have kids a little younger before I lost all my eggs, but uh, you know, at the same time, I'm super grateful for having the time that I did to go to Italy and have some of these life experiences. And so I truly do believe everything happens for a reason. And, um, and just to reiterate, like people have different values. And so if one thing is important to you, then that's fine. And if it's, it's not, that's well, also fine. Mm -hmm. I think some people just also take 
certain experiences or contexts away from them being people. And they're just mm-hmm. talking about this context and not understanding the people that you're talking to are people. Mm-hmm. And you have to put those together and have empathy or sympathy or support or encouragement or motivation together as Mm -hmm. the thing. So not just like, oh, well, that should be X, Y, and Z. And on paper, that looks good to you, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel right. So So we've obviously talked about your adventure, how you got engaged, your next journey. This next journey with the IVF will be, like you said, one of the most important, life-changing big ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're so excited and hopeful for you. But beyond that, then, um, have you guys talked about any wedding plans? Do you have an idea of what you want it to look like? Is it going to be in Colorado? Is it going to be destination? We've talked a little bit about it and we're kind of all across the board, um, to be honest. Like, we're, we're like, oh, you know, something small and in our own town would be great. And then we're like, heck, let's go to Mexico, you know, so, but all we do know is we want a long engagement. And I was just, I actually just shared this on my stories last night. You know, there is a lot on our plate right now. We just bought a piece of property. We're trying to build a house. We're also going through IVF and it's just a lot. And there's no reason to rush any of it. And I want to be able to give enough time to each one of these chapters of life because I think they are there's they're going to be so impactful we're going to remember them for our whole lives and so I don't really want to overlap them I want each one to have its time and space and to be present for each chapter so I'm here mm-hmm. for a long engagement I don't really care mm-hmm. honestly I love that and, and you know I mean it's not, you said you guys are best friends you know you want to do this life together and so if there's no rush then do you and really soak in and enjoy those chapters because life life goes by pretty dang fast. Yeah. And pretty then dang fast. The next week I'll be like, we alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever. So anyway. You live in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Whatever is best for the two of you is all that matters <laughs> at this point in time. Um, question has Dylan I, I ask a lot of people this um, just because I'm curious. Did Dylan ever watch the show or has he gone back and like watched episodes of you? And he's like, who is this woman? Like, what has he seen any any of the seasons that you were on? No. Um, so remember last summer when they reran the yeah. greatest? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So we got to come on and do a little like, where are they now type Zoom with mm-hmm. Chris. And so Dylan was on that and I'm like, how the heck do you get into an appearance on this franchise? And you've never watched, (laughs) but, um, no, he hasn't. And he, he's watched seasons with me now, like Becca, he watched your season with me and, Mm -hmm. you know, he likes to have his little commentary Mm -hmm. from the other room when I'm watching, (laughs) but he does not want to see my stuff. Like Mm -hmm. he's like, I don't need to see you with another guy, whatever gets all kind of weird about it. Um, so, you know, obviously sometimes I try and push stuff. I'm like, look at my ex-boyfriend. Not Sean. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, Robert grandma was like, look at him. Oh yeah. That's a good one. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh yeah. And I didn't mean no offense to Sean. Um, Oh no, no, of course. I know what you're talking about. I know what you mean, but I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't comment on Robert Grimm either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I I do kind of like try and push stuff at him every once in a while. He's like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. But that's totally fair. I'm not trying to watch Emily season again either. Mm -hmm. So yeah, (laughs) she was she was such a great bachelorette. It's just, it's so interesting though, too, because you said earlier you feel anxious and, and I've said that even cause you know, obviously this is a bachelor focused podcast. So when, when I was with Rachel and we were recapping the current seasons, I'm like, I feel like a grandma now compared to some of these, these <laughs> contestants, like male or female. It's like, it, it's hard for you to relate. And especially like once you're in it and then out of it, it's hard to, like it, it, it kind of loses its luster or like the magic a little bit when you when you've like lived it you've been through everything <laughs> you see the behind the scenes everything and so I get when you say it, it's it's there's this weird disconnect of watching it once you're off the show especially like because I'm four years removed now too so I totally understand the uh th- yeah. the difference in, in the, the call us in five years <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, I don't know. I don't know if show is going to be around. We're great grandmas. Then, <laughs> like the other day, um, Katie shared our engagement on her stories, which was so nice. But I was like, you know who I am. Like, I'm way too old for you to know who I am. And so that was like really cool. That now it's like I'm in this generation of like I get starstruck by the newer cast. Um, and you know, but it is, it's just crazy. Like, I don't, I don't know anyone from probably like Becca, I don't think I've met anyone from like your season or on. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just interesting. I was looking back last night at photos of all the friends I've made through this franchise, um, from seasons before mine, even, and it's just like, the way I describe it is literally it makes my heart ache with how deep some of these friendships are. And, you know, we all get it when we go through the experience um, because it is a once in a lifetime experience that no one else can really understand. And the friendships you form are just so, so, so deep in such a quick time frame. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so grateful, even though I don't know the new people, I'm like, my older friends are great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, if I ever see some of these new people on the street, I'll probably be like, hi, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know who I am. Who are you so close with, either from Sean's season or from anyone that you met when you did Paradise? A lot of people, actually. Like, very, I'm very close. I, I talk to Leslie frequently. Um, Daniela from our season. Um, I'm probably going to forget people. So I I feel bad, but you know, other seasons, paradise, gosh, Amanda, Stanton, Carly, and I were like this in paradise, Jade, Tanner, Ashley, um, you know, Ashley, she's been texting with me about fertility and, um, in my engagement, which is really, really sweet of hers. Mm -hmm. Ashley, I, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, I'm super grateful to have all of them as friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I always say. Even if you don't find love in a partner from the show, you still find it with your friends. And that's really like that. It makes it all worthwhile. So yeah. we spend um, more time with the girls anyway. Than yeah. Guys, so. so true. Yeah. So true. Um, okay, Sarah, before we let you go, we have a game that we want to play. But one more thing before we get into that, I just want I want everyone to not only go and look at you and your incredible page, but also she lift. So let us know or I guess let all of our listeners know where they can find you. Yes. So I'm on Instagram. It's just my full name, Sarah Heron. And she lift is she lift grams. Uh, and then I don't have an account for tents without gents, but if you're looking to get involved with tents without gents, just visit it online. Um, the URL is tentswithoutgents.com. All right. Awesome. Everyone check it out. I can't wait. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm signing up for tents without (laughs) gents and I, I don't know if I'll, if I'll be able to like, I'm not like super scrappy, like outdoors camping, but, but I can hang for a little bit and I just to be with like great empowering strong women is like, like the ultimate goal so i can't can wait to it. check it out that's the point yes it. and, and it'll be fun to be with people like you so with with just like the same like-mindedness so i cannot wait to check it out um okay so like i said we always love to play games with our guests so we're gonna play our little own bachelorette party game with you so Catherine, you want to explain it yeah so when you get married you really get to know someone on a deeper level so we're gonna ask you some questions and you have to tell us whether it'll be the bride you or the groom dylan Okay. Okay. So who is more adventurous? Dylan. Who asked for the first date? Me. Oh, where'd you guys go? (laughs) Um, Okay. So it was right after a she lift retreat and we went to the coffee shop. He asked to take me to lunch. We went to the coffee shop and my little sister was with me. And so I like made her sit at our table (laughs) in the other side of the room and it was just sweet, but, um, and then I kissed him at the end of the date, which was probably re- like a little fast. But he was he, he was like, that was fast. And I was like, I come from The Bachelor. We move. <laughs> yeah. Get on board, baby. <laughs> um, who is less likely to ask for directions when you're lost? Dylan. He's a navigator. Mm. Who hogs the sheets? Um, me, I like roll up like a burrito and Dylan mm-hmm. like plays naked, basically. <laughs> uh, who is funnier? Uh, that's a good question. 
I would say Dylan's more like unintentionally funny. (laughs) I laugh with him. (laughs) But at him. (laughs) Who was more likely to say I'm sorry first? Dylan. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's a good quality. (laughs) Uh, Who is more spontaneous? Dylan. Who is more on time? Me. I'm very prompt. Okay. Uh, Who brought up marriage first? Me. Yes, very early on. (laughs) After the first kiss. The second day. That was the second day. You were manifesting. Eight weeks. If this doesn't happen, we have to move on. Um, no, yeah. you were you were manifesting early on, and look at you now. Uh-huh. Um, okay, last one. Who will cry first when you guys tie the knot? Me. Like I, when he proposed, in my mind, like leading up to it, obviously, like I was like, I wonder if I'll cry when Dylan proposes. I don't think I will. Like you know, like we're, we're sentimental people, but I just don't think I'll cry. And then as soon as he started talking, I was like, I couldn't look at him. I was like, I can't make eye contact. (laughs) He's like, you have to. And then I just started like making this crazy hyena crying (laughs) sound. (laughs) Like couldn't breathe, you know? So yeah, I'll definitely be the first to cry. Uh. Well, I cannot wait to see where life takes the both of you. I mean, please stay in touch through IVF. And if you need anything or any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. But you have so much support behind you, and we can't wait to see your next couple chapters in life. This is why I love doing the podcast. It's because I get to meet people that I you know, haven't met, yeah. who I haven't been on the same season with, who just have so many incredible life experiences and memories and advice. And I mean, she's doing so much with this IVF, with probably planning a wedding, whatever that might happen with she lift and tents without gents and all that she's yeah. doing with buying property. It's like, she has a million things going on. So I'm just so happy we had her on today. Cause I know she's probably leaving right now, this very second yeah, to go how crazy is that? on her road trip. No, she, she's really, she's always been very intelligent and she's carried herself always so well, even though she said that she doesn't have a ton of confidence. Well, I always got the impression she knew what she was doing. Um, just phenomenal what she's able to do. And then now what she's able to do in other girls' lives. I think mm-hmm. that's just so cool to start something like that, that empowers women and girls and teaches them that they are capable of doing a lot more. I think that'll change mm-hmm. a lot of people's minds about themselves and hopefully other people just young girls get to experience that mm-hmm. um, because it it changes your trajectory in life and mm-hmm. how you handle things. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for those girls. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I mean, it sounds like she's just doing so many impactful things in young girls lives. And it, I think that's absolutely incredible. We need more, we need more people like Sarah yes. here doing what she's doing. Um, so thank you, Sarah and Catherine. Thank you again for joining me for another week. I always love hanging out with you and to all of our listeners. We love having you guys tune in each and every week. So please keep writing to us and letting us know your thoughts. You can find us at bachelor happy hour on Instagram and at batch happy hour on Facebook and Twitter. And as always, if you never want to miss listening to us for all of our upcoming episodes, please subscribe to our podcast. You can do it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Wondery app, or wherever you are listening right now. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order.
Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.